0: Hello, listeners. This week, we were meant to bring you an episode on Vicente Guidobro, the Chilean poet. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, we're postponing that until next week. In its stead, please listen to the first in a series of episodes about the philosophy of aesthetics. Tune in next week for Vicente Guidobro on Creacionismo.
1: Hello and welcome to the Manifest Image. Here we look at art movements, their works, theory, and explore their relevance to creatives today. I'm Thomas Greengrass. And I'm Ariel de la Garza. This is going to be a little mini-series alongside our exploration of art manifestos, techniques, artworks. And the works they made. And the works they made. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this little uh, mini-series will explore ideas like beauty, the sublime, the relationship between artwork and spectator, and whether art is political. And lots of other ideas alongside that. So these are essential concepts for engaging with art. So we're going to have a... There's certainly the ones
0: that um, we find enrich our experiences.
1: Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So these are going to be a little bit more of a free-flowing uh, discussion, but uh, here we're going to begin with the distinction between formal art and the concept or subject within art. Absolutely. So
0: where should we start?
1: So I, I think we should start by adding in a little disclaimer that, uh, yeah, it will follow a style like uh, Plato's Dialogues. That's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> yep. or, uh, if you're a, or if you're a, a, a scholastic, you might find some sort of medieval discussion in here. Uh, or if you're of today, you might see two pretentious blokes down the pub. <laughs> and this, is, this is their conversation.
0: This will certainly be, the, yeah, exactly, the pretentious blokes at the pub. But sometimes they say interesting things.
1: Mm. So the issue, uh, it's going to be in part a a slightly contentious definitional issue uh, about this distinction between the formal or subject, the formal versus substance of art. How exactly do we understand that? It's it's almost the matter versus the form. That's really where we're starting at. Perhaps I should begin by... uh, giving it a little bit more context through a real-life example. Um, it's no secret that I am a, a, a very much interested, i a huge fan of Francis Bacon's work, absolutely fascinated with it. And one of his big criticisms of abstract expressionism was that he thought that it was inherently about nothing. Mm. He thought that it lacked any kind of substance to it. It was an entirely formal art. It was, it was this kind of boundary art Uh, you you had the outline of things but you were never about anything so that should help to to actually uh, focus our discussion we're talking about the distinction uh, between uh, these forms or these very abstract ideas and then actually the being or materiality or substance of the things within an artwork for instance in a portrait there is some content that we can recognize okay it's it's got a person in it it's got it's something about this person, whereas when you say have geometric art or uh, a mere sort of expressionist art, in particular abstract expressionist art, it seems to be m- rather more elusive. Does it have a subject at all? Is it something else? This is really what we're looking at.
0: So I think um, it'd be it'd be helpful to kind of give a little more context. So. Um, I think broadly, what we want to do here is give our naive impressions uh, as to a concept like beauty and um, wh- the, how we think that it's a valuable concept in in art and the, the different ways that it can manifest itself. And uh, rightly, you start with the subject. Right. So uh what is the subject of the work and how is that linked to beauty, perhaps? Um now Bacon's criticism I guess seems to to think that a subject is very important for um that, that a work being about something is very important, right? It's it's somehow a, a kind of essential component of being an artwork, maybe not definitionally an artwork, um We don't have to get into that debate that's not a particularly productive one of what really is or isn't art. Um, But certainly, at least for Bacon, for it to be interesting to him, um, aesthetically interesting, interesting to do with beauty and to do with with maybe intellectual and more than mere intellectual means, it would have to have a subject,
1: right? Exactly so. Mm -hmm. So sticking with Bacon as a jumping-off point, his criticism can be boiled down to him thinking that art has to inherently tie in with the world in which we live. It has to somehow tie in with our experience, our human condition. Mm-hmm. So obviously we deal with persons all the time. Obviously we deal with serious themes. That is what an artwork should portray. We shouldn't be trying to to portray. Uh, you know, I mean. He talked about certain works of art. I'm not going to name any names, but he he, he sa- said that certain exp- abstract expressionist works were shoelace paintings because um, they and, just look like of a little shoelace. Not
0: to name names, but uh, you mean specifically Jackson Pollock, right? Uh, <sighs> we'll leave that. Yes. <clears throat> well, you didn't say it. Uh, I, I plead the fifth.
1: Um, <laughs> That's right. But both of us, to some extent, already have quite a great deal of sympathy here we mm-hmm. do very much lean towards that where do, i don't know whether you want to go first with this but uh there is an issue here of when we're trying to capture this kind of aesthetic beauty which we're going to we're going to just for the moment say that that is going to be one of the purposes of art when you go about that probably some of your some of your themes some of your content is going to actually base that we often think that uh, a work of poetry or a work of theater or a or, or an image if it is about say suffering uh, or about mm-hmm. uh, someone uh, in in great joy you think of images of ecstasy you think of uh, you know certain christian art depicting the crucifixion all of that is going to be loaded with meaning mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's conveyed by the structure, and you get a great deal of the content from it. Uh, That's triggered by the content. Mm -hmm. So you see, say, uh, in Caravaggio's St. Peter being crucified. Okay, you might not know who St. Peter is, even if you, say, haven't read the title, but you'll get certain things. You'll get that there is a human being here being tormented. Uh, You'll get that there are other people tormenting them. You'll also get, if you're an inquisitive person, uh looking at the face you don't need to know anything about the christian religion you will note that um there seems to be a a, a a moment of ambiguity on the face of saint peter they seem to be suffering and yet it's not pure misery it's it's something more complicated they have some sort of idea to something higher you don't need to know anything about ideas of heaven or hell or anything like that but that's going to come through and Mm -hmm. so uh, but uh, if you're dealing with purely abstract art, purely formal art, then you're going to have certain issues. What is that about? Is it about anything at all?
0: Now, something doesn't have to be about anything to be beautiful. Um, so nature, for instance. Um, it would be bizarre to say that nature is about anything, right? Um, and yet, it, it's beautiful, almost paradigmatically beautiful. like A, a landscape, I mean, th- something like
1: that. No? The classical writers used to say that, um, uh, 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 that nature reflected God's glory. Mm-hmm. And so, through nature, you could actually get this sense of, of God. So that through nature, that there was this additional sense. It wasn't just the notion of a tree. It could also be the notion of a tree and the notion of a swallow, and the notion of uh, a babbling brook, and of a sunset, mm-hmm. but you would also get this greater sense of, say, omnipotence, omniscience, eternality. But you don't. But you also don't need that sense for it to be beautiful, right? Mm. It seems to, because you I can mean, have that without it being beautiful.
0: You can have it without it being beautiful, and also, I, I think, someone who uh, doesn't know about any of those concepts, like say, most people did on the planet, say, before Christian expansion, right? Um, they also had concepts of beauty, and and I'm sure were able to find beauty in uh, the world around them, right? Oh, but there
1: were plenty who had some sort of pantheistic ideas. Sure, pantheistic ideas, ideas, but I, I still don't that seem see how to the a greater reality.
0: But do, I, do do you really think that that's in any way like necessary
1: to see beauty in anything? I don't know. For the moment, we're just stipulating, mm-hmm. uh, and Cause just, I guess uh, for, reaching for that world.
0: view, that view, it would need. Uh, it would be, you know, kind of trying to defend the, the the thought that one needs content in order for something to be beautiful. And then if nature was beautiful, that is because it in some way has some content, um, which in this case would be something of the divine or something like this. But one could also just deny that there is anything, any such thing as the divine.
1: But maybe you're taking just pleasure uh, or, or some sort of appreciation of what is presented. Oh, exactly. The tree. But, yeah, that's
0: what I mean. That it's it's just, I guess, beautiful in some way.
1: But see, all of that, all of that is just filled with content. We're we then just saying that it's full of content. Now, I happen to know because we've discussed this beforehand that there are certain uh, certain things, certain uh, artificial projects that wait, appear wait. more formal. Before this, before this,
0: before this, though, before we we move on to that, if you look at a landscape, not a painting of a landscape, but just a landscape, what's Mm -hmm. the content in it? Because it's not an utterance in any meaningful sense, right? Or a
1: representation. There are three trees in the garden. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, where's that from? No, 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 that that would just be like, you know, (laughs) you could imagine a landscape where that would be just true. (laughs) Exactly, yes. But no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean... Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't want us to dig in too deeply with this because I think it will uh, uh, come out more when we talk about the sublime and perhaps we'll have an episode that's strictly talking about natural beauty and then we can have artificial beauty and things like that but for the moment we're just really trying to focus on this initial distinction between formal beauty versus material or content based beauty and i know that uh you've been playing some chess
0: yes unfortunately i was uh, reintroduced to uh, online chess lately so um a problem and
1: because of your your sick habit mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got a problem crippling addiction uh, yeah crippling addiction Uh you've seen certain moves and, and been playing certain games and then and then stipulated certain moves and discussed them and said I can sense I get some sort of additional sense when I see certain moves being played that, that this is an incredible move that mm-hmm. this seems to elicit a kind of what I might even call beauty but this seems to me a formal one, right? So I think
0: um, if we want to make it uh, make this a little more highbrow than just me playing chess on my phone, um, although I, I think it's it's a very similar sensation. Um, mathematicians will always talk; will often talk about something being beautiful. Um, yeah, and there, I would agree. I mean, there is something incredibly pleasing about seeing um, a very. I, I almost want to start attributing um different qualities to it, like witty or something like that, although I don't know if that, that really makes any sense. Um Proofs, say, or or mathematical concepts that are that are just very just fit together very, very well. Um I don't know if it's a factor of, of the effort one has to put into it and then the release of figuring it out. Um probably not. It's probably just these things are very pleasing. They're very pretty. They're pretty in the way that um, that I think we find some music harmonious um, in, a, in a similar way. But it also doesn't seem to be a kind of beauty that's comparable to, say, um, hmm, <clears throat> the kind of beauty Bacon is talking about, necessarily. Um there there we can we can kind of divide these these kinds of beauty you know, the the formal and then another which could be like more censorious
1: um how would you call it i I don't know i i i think I think we can leave that as an open question because one of my projects from the end of this mm-hmm. uh session will be to try to uh will will be a rough attempt to obliterate this distinction. Oh, okay. That's going to be uh, one of my aims. <laughs> so we have, a, at least from my side, a statement of intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, of course, you, we mentioned mathematical beauty, and uh, plenty of people will say there's a beauty in, in certain deductive proofs. But then also, th- this is, uh, 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 and in certain identities, someone might look at some of Ramanujan's identities And just see a kind of, as you were saying, harmonious beauty about it. But is it about something? Is it about anything? It depends on how you view mathematics. I think that mathematical Platonists will actually have a strong argument to say that, uh, no, absolutely, there is content. It will actually be content-based beauty. Because there is content uh, uh, to, to, these, to these figures that we're using, to the notion of addition, these relationships of addition, subtraction, division, multiplication, equality, identity.
0: Um, so mathematical, mathematical Platonists would be the, the, the people that think, I guess, broadly speaking, that numbers are real, or mathematical things are real, just as real as a table or a chair.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: that's not very clear. If you were but God, that is what it is. and
1: you were making this universe, and you were thinking, what's the stuff that I actually need to put in it as actual things, these are going to be on your list. If you don't put them on your list, and you don't put them in, then that so, world will be without them. Yeah, I guess...
0: Wanting to call something... Talking about something like formal beauty, um, it... The reason I I try and call it formal is because it doesn't seem to matter what it is about at all. So it could be a picture of... I mean, it, it could be of a... You could be depicting a whole slew of different things. But if that same harmony is found, like, I don't know, the, the golden mean or the rule of thirds or... Um, that's that's for for say drawing, right? Um, then one could think of it as beautiful in some way. Uh, now, obviously you could follow these rules and still come up with something horrible, as many people often do. But there seem to be certain kind of ratios, certain kind of relationships that are pleasing to us that are kind of harmonious in some way
1: mm. um, the, mi- the mathematics- main notion. yeah something Sorry.
0: like that and I don't want to lean too much on it because I don't think there is a it, it, I'm very certain it's probably all it, it, the extent to which this is social is probably a lot greater than we think um, I think ideas of what we call beautiful are very very determined by what others around us found beautiful right when we were growing up and what we saw in all of this so i don't want to kind of think that there is such a thing as a natural fundamental concept of beauty then uh from which everything else flows but there is there is definitely Ooh, like in mathematics yeah. or in chess and things Dangerous like this dance. yeah I, I think i'm going to go pretty more relative um but like in math or things like this there are i think very pleasing things that we find very um, very beautiful. And I don't know if trying to say that numbers are real gives that kind of beauty any more content. I guess it would technically give it content because it would be about a thing, but it can also be about a relation. And I guess that's content too. Right.
1: Mm. So um, this you is don't interesting. have
0: to be a Platonist um, or you have, you can be a different kind of yeah. Platonist about structures or something, but
1: yeah. Yeah. No. So, uh I want to I want to pick that up in a bit, but um let's let's go to geometric art. Mhm. Now, um we we're imagining things like constructivism and suprematism, all of which we will come to on the main podcast. Uh but those are actually supremely loaded. All of those manifestos that we will cover will actually imbue or they will claim that there is within them some sort of thick content with the supremacists, There's almost a spirituality and mysticism about certain uh, shapes mm-hmm. uh, and certain colors and certain relationships that comes out so that these are not purely what they are, uh, or at least our naive thought of them. Uh, and then with constructivism, they think that there's something like a, a an implicitly political aspect, a social aspect, an action-based aspect, which can be tied in with all of these things, if not already apparent in them. But maybe we should pull back from that and just, again, think of some more examples. We talked about some mathematical uh, things. Um, let's move to, say, tessellations, mm-hmm. mandalas. Think of mosques and synagogues. You're not allowed to depict any images of, uh, of holy persons or attempted Im- images of God. But how do we have some sort of notion of beauty, some sort of interesting aesthetic element uh, uh, that enriches all of these things? We have this fantastic geometric art, mm-hmm. wonderful colors, rich, repeating, infinite series.
0: Absolutely absolutely and oh. so what what do you think about these desolations? what what do they what do they um what do they what what do they tell uh, uh our naive investigation of beauty
1: so I, I i'm happy to actually accept that we do find these immediately very arresting if not beautiful mm mm-hmm. mhm Perhaps even beautiful. Um, that there is something there, but does it have content to it? It, it, it draws that issue. It, again, I think a lot of people—you know—a lot of people might be bored with a lot of geometric art. They might be bored with a lot of abstract expressionist art. Plenty of people—they don't like it. You're not alone. But even those You're not same alone, Thomas.
0: <laughs> yeah. But even those
1: same persons, they will typically be mesmerized by some of the fantastic color displays and rich patterns that you find all over the world Mm -hmm. and so there you you they 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 do seem to you know most people will say that no no there is something about this but then is it is it formal or is it content based
0: hmm Hmm. Could be a little column A, a little column B. I mean, if if say a tessellation is um in some way say like a depiction of the divine, some kind of um not direct depiction of the divine, but in some way that evokes it, then one could say that in appreciating that one appreciates something like the divine. I think if there is such a thing as formal beauty, um maybe it's a little bit linked to the concept of perfection. Um That that we find it pleasing, in that we find it um, particularly particularly kind of lean and uh, direct and novel. So like just just something perfect, I guess, close to perfect. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. here of something like like Occam's razor or something like that, right? Where the most there where where um we kind of appeal to concepts of elegance to try and define um which things are most likely to happen, so like elegance is like a really important uh, concept in mathematics, and that's what you you really want to go for um in a proof at least that those are the nicest ones. i mean if it if it works it works, but the more elegant the better and and that that's quite pretty pretty and so I think that's a um <clears throat> that is a component of thing such as formal beauty
1: mm. um. see maybe now I'll I'll tie this one back in that you said earlier you seem to be leading down this route which was that maybe even the operations themselves sort of seem to be entities in which case they look like content mm. and
0: mm-hmm. that's the thing
1: uh, if we're talking if formal beauty is made up of these relationships mm-hm. Of these operations, and where we don't actually worry about what specific things are related or what's plugged into our operations. We've just got a formula, as it were, and what particulars we're going to put in, what variables, who cares, that's not important. That's what we normally think of content. But then, in this more meta sense, in this secondary sense, we can think of the actual thing, the relationship, the operation as its own kind of entity it's going to do something like a function whatever it does it it has a seeming uh, uh, nature of its own
0: yeah I, I guess i'm leaning a little bit on the con- on on the idea of form um of the shape of things um the shape of things regardless of what they are and um y- yes i think so Obviously, it's a bit difficult to try to speak about, say, visual art and then talk about the elegance of math and then in any way map the two of those things together in a way that makes sense. Um, but I think they are still a little bit similar. And say, a concept like the human condition, right never even appears in the appreciation of that of that work or something that's say purely geometric. Um, but quite mm. pretty, maybe. Like, I, I don't know if you've seen those rotoscope um, drawings made by, like, uh, several circles turning at the same time, and you get these, like, very pretty big flowery-like things. They're pretty popular. Um, but something like that, I mean, has absolutely nothing to do with, say, the human condition, with drama, with any other art form, right? So, like, the structure of a plot could be, Something that could um be similar to this kind of beauty, whereas something else couldn't
1: mm. see it's interesting because Hegel seems to take this route where he actually ends up thinking that the very forms that you use they themselves will be kinds of categories, they will be concepts, therefore they will be content mm-hmm. and so you you know anyone who wants to take that position can. Sport as a sort of Hegelian uh, system, but maybe maybe it'll help to flesh out our discussion a little bit mm-hmm. by uh relating it to a few more areas. so we talked about uh, chess and mathematical uh, formal beauty mm-hmm. or beauty that seems to be formal um, but then even in deductive arguments we we're both classically trained philosophy philosophers we 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 study philosophy so that's our background there are plenty of arguments that we've read and we think that that's a wonderful argument there's something really spe- it's so elegant it's 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 beautiful and then in music we see uh, certain harmonies now there might be a temptation to think that we need almost successive events for this beauty to arise mhm perhaps uh uh, uh, so in music you always uh, apart from if you say play a single note or a single chord in which case yes in a moment or in the barest unit of time we seem to have uh, some sort of basic beauty but you don't get anything like melody you don't get anything Uh, you you might have harmony but you you don't get melody and mm-hmm. you don't get any uh, 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 contour. None of those things can exist in a single moment. We need actually successive moments. Mm. And so perhaps when it comes to uh, we might. Uh, I mean, what 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 is the is, is music a formal beauty or is it a content beauty? Uh, let's say that there are no lyrics. Mm. We're not going to worry about lyrics for the moment. This is just our first pass. Again, we'll do several of these episodes, so we can always see how we evolve. But for the moment, you've just got certain notes, certain chords. None of those have any implicit meaning to us. And yet, and yet... Or it seems so.
0: And yet, I mean, okay, something like stochastic music um, or something very, very, very avant-garde um, might not have any meaning at all. Or or it might be really practically impossible to parse. I mean, if it's stochastic music, it definitely d- doesn't have any meaning. I mean, it's it, it's random, practically, right? Um, however, otherwise there are plenty of things like, um, you can listen to a song and I, w- I was trying to think of very abstract instruments because obviously other instruments carry with them a meaning anyway. Um, the set of associations at least. So you know, if you hear like a a steel drum or something, right. Or like a, 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 another instrument that is like very specific to a place or like a ukulele or something. Um, you know that when you think guy with a man bun or uh, Hawaiian music, right? One or the other. So
1: you've got this Uh, strong associationist element that's going to create a kind of a basic language.
0: Yes, um, it creates some kind of a basic language, but also certain feelings. Certain songs give you certain feelings. And uh, if the listeners remember from our uh, other episode, I think it was The Art of Noises with Aaron, where we were speaking about uh, something a bit similar to this, um feeling, like, disconcerted by atonal music, for instance, that very well might be just learned behavior. Um, He certainly seemed to think so, and maybe not. You know, maybe there's some natural thing there. But maybe not. Maybe it's just learned behavior. So some things could be snuck in, but, like, a completely abstract thing, maybe, like, a super electro piano or something um, that is just pure note, uh, yeah, that that would be... uh, that could get close to formal beauty, um, I think.
1: So, and again, it, it is inherently
0: it, limited. I mean, this kind of beauty is very, very limited. It it can't, or this kind of art is very, very limited. I mean, it can't really do all that much.
1: What's it limited by?
0: Well, it's lack of content, right? <laughs> That it's not about anything. (laughs) That it's not about anything makes it limited in a way. Now, something like abstract expressionism, one could debate whether it is in fact empty of content. Mm. You could reasonably say, I think uh, it has passion, or it has something like that, or anger, or sadness. I mean, a Rothko painting makes me very sad. Like the big red ones are very, very sad. I don't know why, but they feel sad.
1: Mm. Um. Yeah. see uh, I I was talking to my friend uh, a a little while ago you're familiar with them Ariel Ava Poshlost Uh and uh, she's come up with a theory uh, uh, just an entertaining theory uh, that there might be some relationship or or connection that actually a lot of contemporary art is actually about something so a lot of these abstract expressionist works Mm -hmm. they are about something uh, but it's It's somewhat more oblique in this case, it's something like the denial of beauty as a way to arouse and excite a desire for it
0: I mean maybe that's what like the art brute people uh, were into um, art root art brute oh yes, um, although maybe not and it's I'm just saying I'm just belying the fact that I think it's hideous um <laughs> Uh, yeah i'm not a do buffet guy but
1: but no it's an interesting idea it, sure. just if you end up thinking like um what's one of the best ways in in terms of getting people to appreciate food well you know force them to go without for a little bit what's one of the best ways to appreci- uh, make people appreciate you know drink this is one of these potentially one of these reasons that a lot of these sort of retreats are so popular mm-hmm. that actually you know people have too much they they get build up a tolerance to it and they can't learn to so appreciate if, it, or they get sick of it. And then so going
0: without to, for a bit. Show hideous things
1: to try and reignite a passion for it. Yeah, I mean, maybe especially that's what if it, if, especially if it purports to be in a mm-hmm. place where you're supposed to appreciate beauty and see beauty and experience beauty, whatever I mean, it is. that would be a grand conspiracy. Maybe that's what all these architects have been
0: doing for the past 50 years. <laughs> littering the world with hideous, yeah, hideous oh, blocks well, of well, stuff, well, you know?
1: Yeah, we'll come on to that. Whether whether uh, uh, functionality should uh, come before beauty, or beauty should come before functionality. Mm. That's or interesting. Do, can you but, even distinguish them? Um, that also guess, ties in with the informal, yeah. uh, the formal, and, um, and and content-based beauty.
0: And then there's other kinds of beauty that I struggle to really pinpoint. Like uh, I'd I'd spoken to you about this before. The uh, the word I looked it up is boke, which is uh, a Japanese word for the kind of aesthetic quality or beautiful quality of blurry images like the the when when you have a the the blurry section of an image and sometimes you have these like large blurry circles or it Mm. depends on the lens you'll have a different shape of aberration it's it's hard to say what that is exactly but it's very beautiful sometimes um Mm. Yeah, it's some of the most beautiful. St- I I think it's super beautiful when 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 you find when you find it, and it definitely would make cinema uh, as kind of great as it is sometimes.
1: Um, so perhaps, th- so perhaps yeah, we should know There are these that. whole perhaps other.
0: Should... There are these whole other traditions of beauty that run away from perfection in different ways. I mean, they mm-hmm. say that there is another concept. Um, the name of this one I don't exactly know, but there's, there's kind of a beauty in decay um, yes. in some Japanese aesthetic traditions. So uh, I, that's why I will come on a much more relativistic side. But maybe I don't have to be relativistic. Maybe there are other ways to conceptualize beauty that capture mm. more of this varied experience and, and move away from a kind of perfection divine thing.
1: I'm going to add in two, two more examples there. Then I think maybe it's a good idea to end on just a couple of uh, open questions. Uh, you've got that idea of those broken plates and pots. Exactly. And then they get put together with gold. Is it called Wabi Sabi, I think, uh, if I remember off the top of my head? Uh, and then, again, think of some of those great works uh, where you have just a corner of the painting or, or of the ink sketch put out Mm -hmm. and then the rest of it blank what's that doing does that serve as content is that or is that just form what what does that need to be there it seems like it needs to be there if you just zoom in on the figure it's not enough but you need to actually have that blank space that negative what is that doing is that form or is that content what is that but maybe we should leave that there and say
0: thank you very much thank you very much for joining
1: us